It's time for Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the show focusing on fishing, hunting, outdoor recreation, destinations, and conservation in the region where you live and play. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lure Company, Sportsman's Warehouse, and Wallowa County. And now, let's see what's going on in the field and on the water with your host, John Cruz. Hunters can be downright good and generous people. A case in point, a Wyoming program called Food from the Field. From Wyoming Game and Fish, we learned this program, led by Wyoming's First Lady, Jenny Gordon, provided 9,481 pounds of game meat to hungry families last year. That's right, 215 harvested animals were donated by hunters to feed the hungry. Food from the Field is a partnership between the Wyoming Hunger Initiative, the Wyoming Game and Fish Department, the Wyoming Department of Agriculture, and participating processors to streamline game meat donations to food pantries statewide. Donations can Continue building a sustainable future fighting hunger in Wyoming. You can find out more about this great program at nohungerwyo.org slash field. That's nohungerwyo.org slash field. This week on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we've got audio recorded at the very well-attended Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show where Ronald Brid, who tunes into our show on AM 1120 KPNW out of Eugene, Oregon, won that 22 caliber lever-action rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. We're going to start off the show talking to Sean Steen. He's with Steen's Wilderness Adventures in beautiful Wallowa County, Oregon. We'll talk about summer pack trips, fall hunting, and some changes that are occurring there, as well as the opportunity to get a whole bunch of you as a group on horseback and enjoying a wonderful expedition, too. After that, Bob Loomis with Max Lure is back for another extended Max Minute, focusing on catching big walleye with a very special walleye lure. From there, we'll get a chance to talk to Henry Golb. He's the president of the Oregon State University Bass Fishing Club. He's going to tell you more about this group and how you can get involved if you attend college here. He'll also tell you where they're competing this year. Right after that, Trey Karskadin with O'Loughlin Trade shows his back. He's going to preview the Central Oregon Sportsman Show coming up next week, March 10th through the 13th in Redmond. And then we'll talk to our final guests. That would be Ben Rodriguez and Casey Hawker from the Help to Hunt Academy near Hepner in Northeast Oregon. They've got several schools available to help you learn to hunt deer, elk, or bear, as well as a long-range shooting school combined with a chance to take a cow elk on the expansive Opal Butte Ranch. You're definitely going to want to hear about this, especially if you've always wanted to get into big game hunting. Throw in our Sportsman's Warehouse trivia question of the week and a couple of other news items. And once again, we've got a big show coming your way. So let's get it started the same way we always do with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks. Looking for Martins, David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. Cute is one of the best words to describe American Martins. They look a little bit like a small, slender house cat with a long, bushy tail. Fish and Game official Roger Phillips says look for them when you're out in the woods. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those animals that we have quite a bit of, and the people don't see them a whole lot. Kind of a, it's in the weasel family, lives, likes those dark, you know, deep forests, kind of at higher elevations, and so people just don't have a chance to see them all that often, but there's plenty of them out there, so it's always interesting to see, learn about wildlife that we might not see every day. You may hear people call American martins pine martins because they live in dense forests. American martins are excellent tree climbers. They have semi-retractable claws, which is similar to cats. With their claws and long tail for balance, 
American martins can zip up a tree and leap between trees quickly and easily. They are usually found in conifer forests. A forest floor covered with fallen logs, stumps, and shrubs makes the best habitat. The trees on the ground are the perfect place to find shelter and food. And what do American martins eat? They mostly eat voles. Voles are small rodents that look like mice. And martins run around on the forest floor, poking their heads into holes, fallen logs and rocks, looking for voles. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. When you use Taraxa seed treatment, it feels like open season on wireworms. Because suddenly you're picking off these pests like a hotshot player in an arcade game. There will be no mercy for wireworms. Because unlike other treatments that only repel, Taraxa eliminates. So these pesky wireworms can't keep coming back. And you know what that means. Game over. Taraxa from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Extend the life of your equipment with the best warranty program and risk management tool in the agriculture industry. The Cenex Total Protection Plan covers new and used equipment. Receive up to 10 years or 10,000 hours of engine coverage when you use Cenex Ruby Fieldmaster Premium Diesel Fuel and Synthetic Lubricants. With no deductible, the Cenex Total Protection Plan provides unmatched coverage to give you the power you need to keep your business running like a well-oiled machine. Contact your local distributor for more information on the Cenex Total Protection Plan warranty. More hours, less worry. Powered locally. Come to Oregon's Wallowa County for outdoors adventure. Hike, ride, paddle, fish, or sightsee to your heart's content. And then visit one of our wonderful towns, whether it be Joseph with its beautiful bronze statues, our county seat in Enterprise, or one of our charming small towns like Wallowa, Imnaha, or Troy, where you can eat, shop, and sleep before continuing your adventure the next day. Plan your visit now at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Got some audio recorded from outside the Expo Center in Portland where the big Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show was going on and got to catch up with my old friend Sean Steen. Sean and his wife Shelly own Steen's Wilderness Adventures, offering horseback adventures into the Eagle Cap Wilderness in beautiful Wallowa County. Sean, great to have you back. Glad to be back, John. Before we go any further, let's give a brief overview of the services you offer both in the summer and in the fall. In the summer, we offer horseback trips. Uh, we specialize in overnight trips in the Eagle Cap Wilderness event area, three to seven days for family vacations, fishing, just sightseeing, and over just having fun up there. And in the fall, we like to pack hunters into the Snake River area and also the Eagle Cap for deer, elk, spring bear. Okay, so that's the brief overview, folks. And one thing I want to get out of the way really quick. A lot of folks think that you have to be an experienced horseman or horsewoman to enjoy these rides, but you don't at all, do you? No, you don't at all. We take a lot of people every year that have never even been on a horse before. We've got a lot of really good gentle horses, and heck, if you want a good one, we'll give you a rough stock, too, if you want. (laughs) Uh, Don't ask for the rough stock unless you're an experienced (laughs) rider. But, folks, I've been on plenty of these trips with lots of reputable outfitters like Sean, and yes, you don't have to be afraid of going on one of these 
trips if you've never ridden a horse. As a matter of fact, you should look forward to it because it's just a whole different experience than hiking in. And best of all, you're not carrying your stuff with you. The horse and the mules are carrying your stuff with you. So you get to take a whole bunch of stuff you don't usually get to take. Now, let's talk about the hunting season this year because the state of Oregon has done some things with archery tags that are shaking things up. They have. We're still trying to figure out the ins and outs of what's going to happen. They've made all of our archery area basically a draw unit, so we don't know what's going to happen with that, how many points it's going to take to get into the areas that we draw into, what it's going to do to our rifle hunts, uh, how that's going to make them harder or easier. It's just going to be a can of worms till uh, this year gets by, and maybe we'll figure it out for next year. Is this for both deer and elk, and were these tags previously over-the-counter tags? Yes, it is. Uh, The deer, I believe, was a draw before, but they still have to draw for deer and elk now both. All right. Well, that's definitely going to, like you said, put things a little bit murky, but put in for your tags, folks. And I'm guessing people need to contact you after they draw a tag, or do they contact you in advance? They contact me in advance. Uh, We fill up pretty fast, so basically people have to book in advance with me get a camp location and then apply for their tags and then if they get their tags they've got a good place to go and they know otherwise if they wait till after they draw the tags and contact me most likely i'm full and they won't have a place to go with me obvious question here if they don't draw a tag what happens it's pretty simple. There's no refunds, but what we do, we will roll their deposit over to the next year. So they'll have a point, they'll have a better chance the next year, and we'll find a camp for them. How many points in a normal year before this change did it usually take to draw a deer tag or an elk tag? Well, a deer tag would take normally one point in the Snake River. For the Snake River elk, it would take seven points now is what we're figuring the average is. Well... I hope you've been keeping track of your points out there. If you want to go on one of these hunts, you know what to do now. You contact him before the draw occurs. And like Sean said, he'll roll you over in the next year. So you can hopefully draw that tag the next year. Let's talk about something completely new you're doing this year. Now, you are taking a big group out. Normally in wilderness areas, you're limited to 12 people, which is good and it's bad because sometimes there's larger groups that want to go out. You've figured out how to do this, haven't you? Well, we're working on it. We do go to the private landowners now and we're trying to work with them so we can work off of their property and take larger groups. And it works out to be a lot nicer for larger groups because we can actually drive to these trailheads and actually have a much nicer camp to work out of, a lot better amenities. And then we can just ride out of those trail to different trails around there so here's a question though i mean this is great from the point of view that you can take these larger groups and and i want to talk about the group you're going to be taking in a few minutes but you know the beauty of the eagle cap wilderness is the unspoiled wilderness setting these private lands are they going to get a similar experience Yes, they are, because there's hardly anybody out there. You might have cattlemen come by, they're working their cows, but as far as a bunch of tourists going out and mixing in with you, we're all alone out there and have the whole place to ourselves. I like that. You know, another great thing when it comes to your summer camps is you're usually by a body of water, whether it be a creek or especially a lake where people can do some fishing or wading or whatever. Same thing on the private lands or not? Not so much. We do have streams flowing through there, but this is more for the beauty of the place. I'm pretty sure you can see Washington. I know you can see Idaho. Just a spectacular view from the height that we are out there. Oh, sounds fabulous. So let's talk about the trip that you've got lined up for this summer. We've got a group of about 40 women coming. 40 women. (laughs) Yeah, 40. God help you, Sean. (laughs) Some bring their own horses. We provide some of the horses. Some are hikers. It's just a really neat group of women that come together, and we have a super great time for a week. What's the name of this group? W-O-T-R. What does that stand for? I believe it stands for Women's Oregon Trail Riders. All right. Sounds like a fun group. Have they done this with you before? 
Yes, this will, I think, be our third time with us. 40 people, logistically, that sounds like a lot of work for your crew. How much time does it take to, to set up? And, of course, you've got a week with them and then break down everything. It takes us about a week to get everything ready, at least. A week with them, and then it takes about a week to break everything down. We got going into this, basically, it's, it, we're used to it because we used to have the rafting business on the Snake River, where we could run up to 30 people easily. So we just expand it just a little bit, and we're doing all the same things, but we have a better base camp to work with, and we don't have to load it on the boat every day. Do you anticipate in the future going to different private lands, too? Yes, we do. We're going to try to talk with the landowners to add some land in the here and there, and if they want to come back, uh, we're going to work with other landowners and maybe move to different areas. So that's what I'm thinking about doing in the future. We haven't got it set in stone yet, but that's what the plan is. This is a really great idea. I mean, I know a lot of outfitters will have leases on private lands to hunt. I've actually never heard of a horseback outfitter doing these pack trips on private lands to literally get away from it all, much more than you would in these heavily hiked and trafficked wilderness areas and national forests. Brilliant idea, Sean. I hope it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is obviously triggered towards groups, whether they be informal groups like the WOTR, or I'm guessing for corporate groups too, if there's anybody out there listening. Oh, sure. This would be a great getaway because we set up wall tents to eat in, big tables, chairs all over the place. It would be a great getaway for large groups, corporations to come out and have their meetings and then also just have the great meals that Shelly likes to cook for everybody and just enjoy the great outdoors. And I know you guys cook some great meals, and I know Dutch oven cooking's involved, too, for dessert, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we do a lot of Dutch oven. I, I love Dutch ovens, and they're so fun to do the desserts in, and some of the main courses sometimes, too. So let's go ahead and give folks a website so they can book a trip, whether it be one of these summer pack trips for just the family, whether it be a hunting trip for this fall or next fall, or whether it be one of these big group trips on private land. You'd go to steenswildernessadventure.com. That's steenswildernessadventure.com. Steen, spelled S-T-E-E-N-S, wildernessadventure.com. And what's the email address? It'd be steens at oregontrail.net. That's steens at oregontrail.net. Shoot him an email. Check out the website. Plan your trip into beautiful Wallowa County today. Guarantee you, you're going to love the experience. Sean, thanks as always. Thank you, John. If you're a Catholic or a Christian, you're probably aware that Lent began on March 2nd, the 40-day season that includes prayer, fasting, and giving that begins on Ash Wednesday and ends at sundown on Holy Thursday just before Easter. This is a time to celebrate the Lord's resurrection at Easter, and one way that folks go through Lent is to abstain from certain things. On Fridays, a lot of people who observe Lent, they will eat fish. Funny story, the filet of fish by McDonald's, that was actually invented because a lot of McDonald's customers back at that time were practicing Catholics. They weren't eating beef on Fridays and they were eating fish instead. Hence, the filet of fish was born. Well, You can do a lot better than filet of fish sandwiches, especially if you order seafood from Cena Sea Seafoods. They will deliver wild Alaskan caught seafood right to your door. You can order halibut. You can order cod. You can order salmon. You can even order Copper River sockeye salmon. And don't forget the king crab legs. You can have a veritable feast 
on Fridays, and it doesn't have to be a filet fish sandwich. It can be some of the best seafood you're ever going to have. All you have to do is go to the website, SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-C.com, SinaSea.com. Order today and use the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO because if you do, you'll get 10% off. Lent, don't deny yourself. Enjoy yourself on Fridays with some of the best seafood you'll ever have, courtesy of Cena Sea Seafoods. It'll be delivered right to your door. Backcountryhunters.org. Join the fight for our public lands and waters today. with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. It's time for yet another extended Max Minute, and with us again to talk walleye fishing is Bob Loomis. Bob, great to have you back. Thanks, John. So you are holding in your hand what is probably my favorite walleye lure, the Wally Pop. And you're recommending this for those trophy walleye that you can catch this time of year on the Mid-Columbia River. Tell us why. You know, John, the Wally Pop is, is a tremendous, tremendous fishing tool. It's a crawler harness setup. We do it with both number twos and or number four hooks. So size-wise, you can get whatever you're looking for. I always go to twos, especially fish in the Columbia, because of the large fish that we've got out there. But it also is a little bit larger profile bait and works tremendously well in current. You know, it moves like a crankbait in the water, but it's a crawler harness setup. And with the 1.5-inch smile blade on top, giving it that added movement, you can pull that center bead out, fill it up with scent, put a, a night crawler on, and you can draw a lot of fish with a lot of different scents and that movement, and it works tremendously well for big fish. All these years, I had always thought that rubber tubing that made up the body of the Wally Pop was just to give it a bigger profile and maybe get it off the bottom a little bit. Had no idea that the whole idea of using it was to put scent in there and, sure. and have the scent disperse from there. What in particular do you like to use for walleye in the winter, scent-wise? Trophy walleye. There is no such thing called a trophy walleye scent. I've got one in our line. Really? Yes. Trophy walleye. You so. might be listening the last max minute. I remember going to be involved with folks. No, trophy walleye works really good. Shrimp scent uh, works good. Crawdad scent works good. You know, there's a number of things that work very well. They have a nightcrawler scent. So there's a lot of different things that you can use to help trigger fish. And, and don't forget, it's not just, quote, trying to match the hatch of what they're smelling in there. Don't be afraid to try something different. Put herring scent in, for crying out loud. You never know. Scents help trigger fish. And when they smell something different, they see something different, they're going to jump on it. All right, put some scent inside that tube on the Wally Pop, whether it be the trophy walleye scent or one of the other scents mentioned. You might just hook into the best fish of your lifetime if you do so this year. You can find the Wally Pop at sporting goods stores near you or online at maxlure.com. I'm Bob Loomis, and I fish for walleye. Sometimes when I'm out on the water, I feel like a destroyer captain hunting for targets with my electronics. I'm not hunting submarines, though. I'm hunting fish. And when I find that big one on the fish finder, I want to make sure she's going to bite. That's where the Smileblade Slow Death Rig from Max Lure comes in. The Smileblade spins and flashes at ultra-slow speeds, and the one-of-a-kind red hook keeps that bait moving in a way the fish can't resist. It's the Smileblade Slow Death Rig. You're the destroyer. This is your depth charge. Only from Max Lure. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips to help you bag a trophy or a limit. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got some audio for you recorded from outside the Expo Center in Portland. That's where I attended the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show recently. And I came across the booth manned by the Oregon State University bass fishing team. They're here just about every year, and I've got the president of that club with me. It's Henry Golb. Henry, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'll tell you what, though. I am insanely jealous because when I went to college back in the day, we didn't have bass fishing teams. Why don't you tell me what the bass fishing team looks like for Oregon State? Yeah, absolutely. So just a little history. Um, we were founded in 2009 and we started out as a, a collegiate you know, fishing team. And now we've morphed into an OSU sports fishing club. And so what we do is we've got about 30 guys on the club right now. And we go out and we fish some of the local Oregon lakes. We have bi-weekly meetings just talking about fishing techniques we have the opportunity to fish on the tournament trails on the west coast we're in mlf big five right now march 5th we're sending two teams down to havasu to fish against other schools chico state simpson things like that so we're really looking forward to that are there any other northwest based clubs either from idaho or montana or washington or oregon you know, there's not that many. If I recall a couple years ago, I know WSU had a team for a while. There were some guys at Portland State trying to start a club. But, you know, we're the only one in Oregon really active as far as I know. How many people are on your team? 30. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, here's the big question. I've always wondered about this. When I was in college, I was poor, and I'm pretty sure that hasn't changed. How do you find the bass boats and all the tackle and everything else you need to compete in a bass tournament? You know, a lot of us are really blessed that, you know, our dads or uncles, granddads, family friends loan us a boat or, you know, some guys take a loan out from their dad and they get a boat. And so that's how they fish a tournament. You know, I don't have a boat. I can't afford one. But, you know, there's some guys in the club that do and that's okay. And, you know, they'll, they'll go down and they'll compete. And that's awesome. For our own club tournaments, though, we'll team up with like 10 mile bass club. And some of those guys will volunteer their own time, their own boat, and they'll take us out for our own little inner club tournaments and though so that's really generous of them you know we've got some great sponsors dobbins ross shout out to them you know we love their products and you know there's a lot of really generous people in this world that like to help us out so we're really grateful for all of them let's talk about competing at the collegiate level you know you've got these tournaments that happen throughout the west what does it look like to go to the national level so right now we're in MLF Big Five. That's the only uh, collegiate tournament level right now on the West Coast. All the others, unfortunately, due to COVID or other circumstances, have left. So that's what it's looking like right now. So we'll be fishing at Clear Lake, California Delta, and Havasu on March 5th. Interesting. No Oregon lakes and not the Columbia River. There's no college tour that goes up to Oregon, Washington, the Columbia. It's a real shame. I mean, we've got some great fisheries. I mean, I know a lot of us listening right now have fished the Columbia River. It's an outstanding smallmouth fishery. In my opinion, it's one of the best in the country. So, you know, I think we should get some tours up here. Question for you. I mean, especially at your level where, you know, the lakes you fished and most of your club members they're local lakes i mean you're college kids you're, you're fishing local lakes you go to a place like clear lake you go to a place like havasu this has got to be almost like going to the moon and trying to figure out how to catch fish how do you break down those famous fisheries 
Yeah, so, you know, hopefully we get a practice day or two. So some of the guys will go down a couple days early. It's tricky. You know, we're in school. So, you know, hey, guys got midterms, guys got finals, papers. So you can't always take a practice day, but we just do our best. A lot of research online, you know, looking at Google Maps, you know, interviewing guys that have already been there, done that. So, you know, and some days it works out and some days it doesn't. That's fishing. Absolutely it is. A last question. You know, folks that are listening today, maybe they're parents with kids who who love to fish and are getting ready to go to college and maybe want to come to OSU just to be on the bass fishing team. I mean, are there tryouts or do you just get to join? Hey, so you just get to join. It's a pretty sweet deal. So we're an official OSU sports club. So you show up to our meeting, you pay your dues. It's really inexpensive. It's 20 for the term or 50 for the year. So it's really affordable. Anyone's welcome. And you know, I, I like to tell people too, we're a fishing club. I mean, we're we go steelhead fishing. We go salmon fishing. I mean, I caught a steelhead the other week. So, I mean, we, we do it all. So if you like to fish and you're going to OSU, come check us out, man. You don't have to bass fish. I mean, you know, four years ago, I barely knew how to bass fish. And now I'm the president. So, I mean, I'm a bass fishing fool. So, you know. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Go Beavs, folks. Go Beavs. And if you want to find out more about the Oregon State Bass Fishing Team, is there a website or Facebook page? Yeah, we have a Facebook and an Instagram at Oregon State Bass Fishing. So check us out. Shoot us a follow. You know, shoot us a DM if you want to know anything more. And, you know, come to the sports show and help us out we'd really appreciate it there you go folks that's henry gold thank you so much and good luck on the tournament trail this year hey thanks so much for having me on next on northwestern outdoors radio we've got another sportsman show to tell you about it's the central oregon sportsman show it's coming up quick at the deschutes county fairgrounds in redmond the dates are march 10th through the 13th with us here to tell you more about this very popular sportsman show is trey karskade with o'loughlin trade shows trey great to have you back on the air Thank you, John. You know, after attending the Sportsman Show in Puyallup and the Sportsman Show in Portland, I would think it is fair to say that the Sportsman Shows, they are back. Both exhibitors are ready to be back, and so are the attendees. Well, I couldn't agree anymore. Two good shows back-to-back. Portland was amazing, and uh, we're really lined up for Central Oregon. The show is full, so all the space is sold. We're rolling into our 23rd year there, and... We've got a lot to offer. Of course, that show's got the largest display of RVs and largest RV sale east of the Cascades. And that's just one of dozens of high points for that show. And I want to focus on that because RVs are in such demand right now. They're hard to find. And this show always seems to have acres and acres of RVs on display and for sale. So if you're in the market... No matter where you're at in our listening area, a road trip to Redmond, March 10th through the 13th, would probably be a good bet, wouldn't it? It really would be. You know, selection is is a key, and you won't find a broader selection of RVs anywhere east of the Cascades than you will at the Central Oregon Sportsman Show. And, you know, last year we had a fair inventory of RVs. It was probably the lightest selection that we've had this year. It's come 180 degrees, and it's just like I said, it'll be acres of RVs to look at. Well, in addition to the RVs, I know there's also boats that are on display and for sale. And of course, in the main exhibit hall, the main arena there, you've got, you know, not hundreds and hundreds of exhibitors, but you've got a lot of good quality exhibitors. And a lot of are ones that folks come to see every year. Yeah, you know, the Gorge Outfitters comes down from Rufus, and they've got a bunch of sale items on walleye gear, trout gear, salmon steelhead bass uh, stuff, buy marks there with an ammo sale, all kinds of hunting and fishing gear for sale. We have other retailers in the show as well. Uh, Of course, you know, folks come to book trips to Alaska, New Zealand, Africa, 
down the Oregon coast, uh, Columbia, all over the Northwest, uh, both hunting and fishing trips as well as into BC. And there's just a smattering of, you know, uh, exhibitors showing their fishing and hunting products and services that you won't find anywhere else in central Oregon. Or, you know, even if you want to go as far east into Idaho, you're just not going to find this quality of show anywhere east of the Cascades, frankly. Let's talk about some of the featured speakers. I understand Randy Newberg is going to be back. And folks, if you are into DIY hunting on public land for deer or elk, Randy is the man. Who else is going to be there? Well, we have Addicted Fishing coming on Saturday, and they're going to host one of their bashes, which is a combination salmon trout steelhead seminar, along with lots of giveaways and fun stories. Uh, We're really looking forward to having them. And then Friday night, we have Born and Raised Outdoors. It's going to be there from 5 to 7, doing elk calls, as well as Q&A on public lands elk hunting. That's part of our elk day on Friday at the Central Oregon Sportsman Show. Looking forward to having both of them. Uh, Richie Herod, who's a very popular he's got a television show, and he's not only has a booth at the show, and so you can talk to him all days of the show, but he's also doing some seminars for us on elk hunting. We're really happy to have him back. I'm looking forward to having him to the show. Sounds like another great lineup and all sorts of reasons to visit this show. Again, it's the Central Oregon Sportsman Show at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. The date's March 10th through the 13th. And you can find out more by going to thesportshows.com. That's thesportshows.com. Check out the details about the Central Oregon Sportsman Show. Trey, thank you as always, sir. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. It ain't much, but if you bail, it'll float. I'm gonna take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. The Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show is back at the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. We are celebrating 60 years of the Bighorn Show with entertainment and activities for the whole family. There's an all-new lineup of seminars from top outdoor experts and live music every day. Kids love the Silver Mine, Fishing World, and Reptile Man. And everyone loves Trophy Territory. Check out hundreds of guides, outfitters, and outdoor products from March 17th to 20th. Get your tickets at Ziggy's or search Bighorn Show Spokane online to purchase tickets. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. You've got audio recorded from the big Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show at the Expo Center in Portland. Ran across something very unique. It's the Help to Hunt Academy. That's help with the number two, Hunt Academy. And if you are a new hunter, and there's a lot of you out there that want to get into big game hunting, this is probably something you should pay attention to. With us here to tell you more about it is Ben Rodriguez and Casey Hawker, the two gentlemen behind this venture. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you for having us. Let's talk about how you came up with this idea and who this is for. Ben, let's start with you. So how we start is uh, we see a big need for people needing help. A lot of people want to get in the hunting industry, you know, hunt, just provide for themselves basically now. COVID obviously has changed that a lot. And get people asking, how do we do it? How do we start? What do we do? And we thought, well, this is a good opportunity. We have access to a facility that can house people, and we have tons of knowledge between two of us. We thought, what better time to start something like this? Casey, let's talk about where you're located, and let's talk about the facility that you're operating these academies at. 
Uh, yeah, so right now we're in Hepner, Oregon. If uh, nobody knows where that's at, it's the eastern side of the state. Pendleton is what I tell everybody, so we kind of have a reference from there. About We're about an hour south of Pendleton. We're located on the Opal Butte Ranch. I started outfitting there about 14 years ago, and you know we've been there ever since. The facilities that we have there, we have a 5,000-square-foot lodge, multiple cabins for hunters to stay in or, or clients to stay in. And that's where we eat. We have a shooting range right there at the ranch, and then you know right about 40,000 acres of ground to go and pursue game on or in this case learn how to pursue game on i think this is really important because i mean like you mentioned ben with covid so many new people are trying to come into the ranks as hunters and this is a good thing i think we can all agree the more people that are hunting the better it is for the sport because we saw a lot of declines over the last 20 years so that's the one silver lining about covid but you just can't learn how to hunt a bear or a deer or an elk on youtube watching videos can you Right. And one of the things that I've noticed in the years that I've spent in the business is a lot of guys that come up to me, it's an intimidating sport to get into because of, you know, the manly side of it, if you will. So a lot of people are scared to take that first step. And then, you know, you add in even women into that, you know, they're scared to initially even ask a question. And then through the years of doing this business, I had a lot of people that come into camp and they're super green. So I'm basically teaching them anyways. And so, you know, Ben kind of started to help to hunt. Ben's a knowledge book of every kind of tag species, how to apply everything he's the man like the people that are on tv now this guy is the real deal and i saw that and i was like i gotta be involved and um the marriage between opal butte outfitters and help to hunt is symbiotic in a way because it works perfectly we already have the facility and the the ability to teach at the facility and we have the animals and the game to do that with and then we have the knowledge with not just ben and i but we have a whole crew of people that are all seasoned outdoorsmen i mean i was raised in a logging truck on the eastern side of the state i grew up in the woods ben's the same way not just hunting but just woods experience you know we can teach all this knowledge i think we take it for granted what we know and we kind of like you know because guys will come in and they're like how'd you see that animal over there well that's just where we look right but but now we're we're, you know we're, we're going into this help to hunt academy where we can bring people in and teach them all facets of hunting not just the killing part of it but everything that goes into it Ben, let's talk about exactly how these academies work and some of the things you're going to learn at them. So you show up on a Friday and you go through Sunday. It's $2,000. What's included with that? So we'll start out, obviously, classroom stuff. Glassing, we'll do that. Where to look for animals, actually terrain, use of maps. We're going to actually bring in somebody to show how to cut up meat, an actual meat processor. And then we're going to bring in somebody also for the end product of cooking it. We have a friend of ours who's going to come and show how to prepare the meat. We're going to set up a camp, like different tents, show people how to set up a camp. You know, if they've never done that, some people need the help. We'll do a pack dump. Basically, just pull out our packs and be like, this is what we pack every day. This is the kind of packs we use. We'll go over clothing, layering, all that stuff. You know, how to be prepared out there, wearing the right gear for the right terrain, right season. Calling for elk, at least we'll do the calling. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff we're going to go over. A lot of information packed in those days. Now, in addition to all the instruction, which is quite a value in itself, you are offering accommodations in the lodge. Everyone wants to know about the lodge. Everyone wants to know about the food. The food would be awesome. We'd have a friend of ours who's uh, from California, Skidmark. He's cooked for us before. The guy's top-notch food. Facilities, it's about as nice as you can get. I mean, you have your own cabins. There's running water, showers, bathroom facilities. Yeah, I mean, you got it all pretty much. Casey, something else that I think is is nice here is that 
it's very intimate. I mean, you're not talking about a seminar like you might have at a sportsman show where there's 50 people. You limit this to just 10 people per academy, don't you? Correct. And and that's a, the design of it is to, to have that, you know, that close interaction. It's not going to be just Ben and I. Like I said, you're going to have my whole crew there. And you're going to have, you know, five, six guys there that are going to all be knowledgeable in every aspect in the academy. And not only, like what we do the classroom stuff, we're actually going to go out into the field on the property and we're going to show you why we set tree stands to where we set them, how we've developed water holes to bring in animals, all the bedding areas that we see, the transition areas. And with that, you know, animals are different in the time of day, time of season. We have a property that's really special in Oregon. I mean, it's just absolutely loaded with animals. There's thousands of elk there. And with that, it produces a bunch of knowledge. We can take you on a map and show you why we would look here. And then we can take you to that area and show you, look, here's why the animals are here. Ben, we're in Oregon. Your ranch is located in Oregon. But we're not talking about needing tanks to hunt to attend these schools. Anybody in our five-state listening area can attend these schools and get a lot out of this can't they oh yeah they've been in the northwest a lot of the trains similar anybody that wants to come we're welcoming wherever you're from we'd be happy to accommodate anyway i've hunted multiple states arizona utah colorado wyoming so we've seen a lot of countries so we'll give you as much knowledge as we can and help you out you're listening to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Ben Rodriguez and Casey Hawker with the Help to Hunt Academy. And if you want to break into big game hunting, this is really a great opportunity to do so. Besides the academies, you also offer a shooting school that you can actually combine with the hunt. Ben, why don't you tell us more about this? So we started, the shooting school actually started first. We're going to provide rifles for it. We have a lot of access to cow elk hunts. So we thought, what better deal, you know, people can come in, we'll show them how to shoot long range, and then we'll have the rifles already there, and we have access to all that ground to hunt cow elk, and people can just pick it up and apply it right away, instead of, you know, a lot of, just have shooting schools. So then you go shoot, and then it may be months before you get to actually apply it. Where we're at, we can just walk out the door, out in the field, and put all that knowledge to work right away. Again, this is really geared towards the newer hunter, and is that why you're providing the rifles? I'm sure there's some people that are showing up with some $300 bolt-action guns with cheap scopes on them. Yeah, we've seen that, and that's part of the reason. It's like we, we know our guns shoot, and you know, want them to make a good shot on animal. We don't want any misses or any issues, so having a custom rifle for them to shoot gives them confidence also, so it uh, makes it easier on everybody. If they do have rifles that meet your standards, do you take the time to help them to, pardon the pun, really dial it in? Oh, yeah. If they got a good rifle and a good scope set up already, we'll definitely help them get used to what they're using. We'll obviously still use ours in the field, but we'll help them get theirs dialed in and get it set up to where they can use it on their own. So, Casey, on this one, I'm guessing you do need a tag for these cow elk hunts. Are these hard to get? No, these tags are super easy. They're what's known as a damage tag. You just buy it over the counter. So it's not even an issue at all. The tag's the easiest part of the whole thing. You know, kind of circling back to what we were talking about with the rifle setup, the the industry right now is driven towards this long-range hunting, and everybody's selling this package with this long-range gun, and they're like, here you go, here's a long-range gun. And everybody goes, all right, I can go shoot at 1,000 yards. Well, they need to be taught how to do it ethically, and that's kind of what we're focusing on. We do sell a long-range school, but we like to call it hunting range and what our setup is dialed in for is what we consider as ethical hunting range i like that a lot we're running short on time last question what's the cost for the shooting school with the cow elk combo it's a two days of instruction and then three days of cow elk hunting it's five thousand dollars at the opal butte ranch and 
you're not going to find a better opportunity at harvesting an animal with you know being taught how to shoot properly harvest an animal ethical kill and then take home some of the best meat there is in the pacific northwest i absolutely love this and folks if, if you're a new big game hunter i think you're going to love it too don't be scared by the price here because this is an investment you're making into a lifetime of hunting and if you look at it that way it really is probably worth the price the website to go to to find out more is help the number two hunt.com that's help to hunt.com check out the help to hunt academies for hunting and the shooting school and hunt combo and head to eastern oregon take advantage of this and do it soon before they fill up for this year ben casey thanks so much for sharing this with us today on northwestern outdoors radio thank you thank you very much The Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show is back at the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. We are celebrating 60 years of the Bighorn Show with entertainment and activities for the whole family. There's an all-new lineup of seminars from top outdoor experts and live music every day. Kids love the Silver Mine, Fishing World, and Reptile Man. And everyone loves Trophy Territory. Check out hundreds of guides, outfitters, and outdoor products from March 17th to 20th. Get your tickets at Ziggy's or search Bighorn Show Spokane online to purchase tickets. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. BackcountryHunters.org. Join the fight for our public lands and waters today. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. I'm glad you're back for our final segment of the show. Just a quick rundown of some events that have been going on lately. Uh, there was a trout opener at Select Lakes in eastern Washington on March 1st. That's the good news. The bad news is most of those lakes are still partially or completely frozen over. So you're going to have to wait for a bit. But once they do thaw out, the fishing ought to be pretty darn good. If you're in the mood to attend a sportsman show, there is one going on this weekend at the Expo Idaho in Boise. That's the Idaho Sportsman Show. It's continuing until 5 p.m. on Sunday. We also told you about the Central Oregon Sportsman Show last week. That one runs March 10th through the 13th. And if you're in the market for an RV, definitely the place to go. And don't forget the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show back after a two-year hiatus, March 17th through the 20th at the Spokane Fair and Event Center on North Havana. 
Also, a reminder for all of you out there who hunt and fish, your Montana fishing and hunting license expired on March 1st, and it's time to renew. If you are in Washington State, you'll need to renew after March 31st. As for how to do that, you can always do so online in any state that you live in here in the greater Northwest. You can also do this at an authorized license dealer. And one dealer that definitely comes to mind is Sportsman's Warehouse. With 126 stores around the country and many of them around the greater Northwest, there is bound to be one near you. And after you renew your license, you can stock up on what you need for the fishing and hunting season ahead. Sportsman's Warehouse, they really are America's premier outfitter. And now it is time for your Sportsman's Warehouse trivia question of the week. It's about the highest mountain peak in North America. It's found in Alaska, and it's known as Denali. Notoriously difficult and dangerous for climbers, the summit is 20,310 feet above sea level. Denali is the native name for this mountain, but from 1917 until 2015, the official name for this mountain was something else. In fact, this mountain was named after a U.S. president. Do you know the other name for Denali? If you do, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Like and follow our page, then look for the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. If you don't do Facebook, and a lot of people don't these days, just go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and shoot us an email and let us know the other name for Denali, a name that was actually the official name for nearly 100 years. One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from Sportsman's Warehouse. I'm looking at the clock and it's definitely time to go. So until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.